0: Right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Triumphant Shadows Podcast, the podcast that sheds light on the movers and shakers of our generation who haven't gotten their days due. I am Fortune, your host, and today's topic is going to be me covering MGTOW and the Manosphere. And I just want to just bring this up because more than ever, I'm seeing people move away from MGTOW and the Manosphere. And um, there seems to be a negative light shed on these, these two communities, much like inceldom. Because they've been just highlighted as being misogynistic and... Just a group of people who are angry at the fact that they don't have a um, good level of control over changes in the realm of sexuality and power for females in general. But what I'm going to do, I'm just going to do a brief uh, introduction to people who don't know what this is about couple of definitions and some histories. Now, the Manosphere is a loose network of blogs, forums, and websites like 4chan and Reddit dedicated to men's issues ranging from topics such as philosophies, self-improvement tips, strategies for success in life, relationships, and sex. They're typically opposed to feminism, full of misogyny, and overlap with parts of the alt-right. All right. Let's look at the definition of Manosphere. Websites and blogs where men express issues concerning contemporary masculinity and male relationships with women, especially those associated with views that are hostile to feminism and women's rights. So history of the Manosphere. The Manosphere grew out of a social movement such as the men's liberation movement of the 1970s and 80s. Groups now considered to be a part of the Manosphere, such as the men's rights movements, predate the term Manosphere. The term, a play on the word blogosphere, is believed to have first appeared on Blogspot in 2009. It was subsequent, polarized by Ironwood, a pornography marketer and author. The term entered the popular lexicon when news media began to use it in stories about men who had committed acts of misogynistic violence, sexual assault, and online harassment. Emma A. Jane identifies the late 2000s, early 2010s as a tipping point when mass sphere communities moved from the fringes of the internet towards the mainstream. So now I'm going to go into MGTOW. MGTOW is an acronym for Men Going Their Own Way and Online Social Movement and Backlash to Feminism, where Men renounce the interactions with women and seek to define and live out their masculinity on their own terms. History of MGTOW. While it is not clear where the MGTOW ideology originated, it is believed to have emerged in the early 2000s. A blog called No Mam was one of the first sites dedicated to the ideology, publishing a MGTOW manifesto in 2001. Early members of MGTOW were largely libertarian There is a divide between early and contemporary members of MGTOW, with some early members expressing derision for the present day MGTOW community. So the community for MGTOW is more fractured and split off. Kind of like certain religions, you know, how you have with Christianity, you've got Catholicism, Baptist Christians, non-denominational Christians, Pentecostal, something kind of like that. Now, I guess my first foray into this was when I was a bit younger. I want to say going all the way back to maybe 2016, 2017. And um, I I was very pulled in by it. And I said, you know what? This MGTOW thing might be for me. At the time, I was single. I was uh, a dedicated and still am a dedicated non-denominational Christian. I had a conservative bias, mostly. And uh, I was very, I won't say upset, but I was very worried about how things with men in terms of how we were shaping our destinies was kind of falling by the wayside. And it was being replaced by the development of a lot of social movements, everything from Me Too to uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. And there, I, I feel like there wasn't that much more of an indoctrination for manhood as there was in the early 90s, late 80s. Um, I'm bringing all this up because while the communities are kind of dwindling for both midtown and manosphere more than ever it's really gone popular to take all of the all of the all of the shortcomings that women have in the social hemisphere put it to light on the internet and have men tear through and scrutinize women for not being perfect I just think that's like really wrong and insensitive and stupid. I feel like men who subscribe to that have been hurt on a level to where the only thing that could repair them is some direct therapy. But they're not trying to do that anytime soon. Mm. Sorry, I had to eat some pizza. I am hungry. No, it's not professional to eat on podcasts, but oh well, until I get them subscribers up. It's my life. Don't you forget. But as I continue, I think it's easy to lump MGTOW and Manosphere members into the incel group. Involuntary celibacy from a lot of males who just can't get a date, ones who are kind of in that community of hardcore gaming, anime binge watching, action figure collecting, geeks that do more masturbating than they do having actual sexual interactions with women through, you know, just natural intercourse. So It's easy to lump them up into that, but I think there's a lot of dudes in the manosphere who've had uh, lots of success with women, but it's when they've gotten into a committed relationship with a woman, when a woman has taken on actions that have influenced that man's money, that man's status, that man's career and and life path, and, and, and that man's health. And when that's had a negative effect, Um, A lot of these dudes go to the Manosphere blogs. A lot of them go to YouTube and they go and they express their frustration. And a lot of it is very, how can I say this? A lot of it seems very convincing that the men are the victims here because they come with all this data. Manosphere dudes do a lot of stuff where they bring in research with scientists and and um, psychologists and people who are into sociology, and they they do a lot of coverage on documentaries about the about you know interactions with men and women and and sex, and they do a lot of textbooking and a whole lot of referencing, and they come at you with a lot of data, and that can make you feel as though they know what they're talking about, but when Emotion overrides logic and common sense in a human being. You have to double check and you have to say, how much of this is you willing to address an issue and how much of this is just you reacting out of getting hurt and getting dumped or getting disappointed or having a woman divorce you or having a woman putting you on child support? You know, we get all sorts of one sided comments that come in and out and in and out throughout our lifetime. The whole thing about men have to be chasing and the women have to be pursued and that women get to choose in their relationships. All this crazy stuff. And that, you know, women are smarter than men, but men are stronger than the women. And some of that you can't be denied through science, you know. But I think one thing that isn't going to change is the fact that men and women both are equally bound by the choices they make in this day and age. And uh, the thing that's so deceptive about the reality of dating is women now possess technology. That enables them to do things that will get them to make money in ways that they never would have been able to, to make about 20, 30 years ago. So because of that, the playing field's been altered to where they don't really need a man on their team like they used to. I believe that's all going to change very soon with price inflation, inflation with the fuel crisis, with all the shit that's going on in the world, even outside of what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine. I think there's going to be more warring. I think there's going to be more responses to global pandemics. And I think it's going to be harder to make money. And you're going to have to go beyond just sitting like I am right now in my The comfort of my living room talking through a computer and this is how I make money. I think people are going to need to have side hustles. They're going to need to move beyond the digital world to survive. And when the digital world falls, um, feminism is going to fall with it. Uh, Let me repeat, when the digital world falls, when our enemies gain access to the power grid or somebody knocks out a satellite or whatever, and the internet isn't accessible when you're not able to log on to your Netflix and your Amazon, when you're not able to get a hold of your Twitter accounts, when you're not able to get on Facebook and Instagram and send your messages and stuff like that. When you're not able to upload your bitcoin, that's when feminism is just going to just take a huge dip and fall. It's gonna be a horrible, horrible fall. Kinda like Simba's dad, Mufasa. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Lion King, motherfucker falls off a cliff hard. It's like the craziest fall in any movie, you know, as uh Scar just grabs him and just takes his paws and presses into them, takes off his grip, and you watch Simba's dad falls slowly to his death. That's going to be the feminist movement. That's going to be Me Too. And when Humpty Dumpty comes tumbling and falling off that wall, move, move the fuck out the way, because there's going to be egg yolk everywhere. Um, I do believe MGTOW fell a while ago, and I think the manosphere is up next on the chopping block. A lot of times with these internet propelled type of tribalistic social clubs, so to speak, what happens is when society is really projecting lots of negative imagery into one demographic, it gives these clubs The opportunity to ride a bandwagon, to ride a wave of success, so to speak, you know. But eventually, it takes a couple of people within the club who are, call them, I don't know, club leaders or whatever, who get exposed for either being hypocrites or going against all of the thoughts. And actions that the club takes on, and before you know it, people start splintering off and falling apart. You know, it's kind of like if you look at Afghanistan right after Biden pulled out U.S. forces, and you saw how the Taliban and um, and uh, slowly took o- slowly started to take over the country and started to just reengineer all of the all of the acts of of, uh, creating some level of, of democracy that started to all get thrown back. And uh, I think that's what's happening with Manosphere. I do believe people on the Manosphere give valid points. I don't think they all hate women, but most of them have grudges against women and they don't understand how reality works. Reality is not meant for you to hit every single, um, challenge and come out on top as a success you know that's not how things are designed human beings are by nature meant to fail so that they can learn by their mistakes that doesn't mean failure is a good thing but it is good in teaching you lessons about yourself and you know as a guy who's had his his failures with women from time to time especially as a younger man i would say um, I to say, in my high school era to my young adult era, that's when I I would say I understood women the least. At one point, I would even say, well, I was obviously heavily attracted to them, I was kind of scared of them. You know, now it's like it's like the only reason I get up nowadays is because. Because of women, you know, as I speak, I'm pursuing the possibilities of, of a committed relationship. And what's motivating me is love, understanding, but also it's this thing like a good woman brings some level of balance to your psyche. You're not as stressed, you handle anxiety better, you're Hand and eye coordination seems to work better. You have a better level of productivity as a man, a better level of creativity. When you're constantly in that mode of I'm single, I'm just fucking women just to fuck them and things like that, I don't think your brain works as well. Um, There's a lot of insecurity that comes from that and uh, a lack of dedication it just it just stops you from gaining a lot of focus and discipline. I know a lot of other guys would debate me on that, but you know, I just see the strongest, most competitive types of men are ones that are like linked into one relationship. I'm not saying they don't cheat, but you know, the LeBron James and uh, the Tom Bradys of this world and the Barack Obamas and the shakers and mover type of men, you know, they're they're honed into one relationship, you know. So um, to me, I can't see myself, though I watch their videos, I can't see myself completely subscribing to the manosphere because I feel like it's a lot of frustration frustration that comes out of men that don't fully understand themselves, and they want to lash out by saying that this is us not being able to convey our frustrations about women and the opposite sex. Now, a lot of them don't feel listened to, and that's part of, that's, man, I would say if one thing you gotta get used to when it comes to being a dude is Get prepared to just do a lot of listening on the end, uh, on the other end, but not having a lot of people listen to you, you know what I'm saying? So um, you kind of have to be prone to accepting the fact that your feelings are there to be ignored at the moment. I'm not saying that you don't matter as a man. It's just that you got you got to learn when and how to pick your battles. And if it isn't pertinent to what's going on in that very moment, then it's not worth putting in a whole bunch of emotion into it. The one thing I do agree with from the Manosphere um, is they've had lots of stuff like YouTube videos and blogs about why you shouldn't argue with a woman because there's no winning to begin with. I agree with that. Once a woman has her mind made up that she's right, it could be like, yo, baby, it's a beautiful day. Look at that blue sky. Your lady could be like, baby, the sky isn't blue. It's purple. And you clearly look up at the sky and it's a blue sky. It's early in the daytime. too. We're not talking about in the evening when it shifts to orange and purple, but it's like, straight up, it's like 11 a.m. in the daytime, and she's saying it's purple. You just got to put your pride away and say, yeah, that's a beautiful purple-ass sky. Because the moment you go, baby, that sky is clearly blue, you're not going to hear the end of it, man. But anyway... I want to say this is going to be part one of my Manosphere, MGTOW criticism. I'm probably going to bring some other people aboard for part two. And that's going to be it for today. Very, very short little podcast, only going in at a, looks like a little bit over 20 minutes. But anyway, uh, there's going to be more coming in. I promise you that this is not the last you've heard of this topic as it builds up a lot of energy towards debates. Go have a good day.